ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? All right, everyone settle down, settle down. It's time for the quarter century, the 25th time. Nash, I can't believe we've been booted off the air yet. Oh, wait, we can't. I can't boot, I can't boot myself off the air. Why would I do that? Welcome That's to the only to the reason mad, we're still around. Mad Bro Podcast. If you're mad and we're still around, go fuck yourself. But thank you. Um, <laughs> positive all influence, hate, positive all, influence. All hate mail goes to you mad bro pod at Instagram, you mad bro podcast on Facebook. Or follow me on Instagram at Will Tarashek, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. And of course, this is on the Ambiguous Network, Real Ambiguous, anywhere and everywhere social media is. Other great shows on network, the Sam Self Podcast is coming back uh, either Woo. this week or next week or in the new year. I think we're trying to figure out a way to see Star Wars. Now, you're going to see Star <laughs> Wars this weekend. Point. It's coming huh? back, I swear. Are you going to see Star Wars this weekend? Oh, dude, I didn't even know it was coming out, but you bet your ass I'm going to go see Star Wars. All right, because guess what we're going to talk about next week? Gun control? Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> not, not. Not again, Nash. All right, not again. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk about dogs again this week. We all know my opinion on dogs. So let's get ready. Woof, woof, Nash. <laughs> you have no heart. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about dogs. We're kind of talking about um, past tense dogs. So we're talking about Michael Vick um, and him being back in the news. We are talking about uh, YouTube changing its policy again in response to a story we covered way back on our in second response episode. To them changing their policy, or not sort of. Yep. Yeah. And we are wrapping up this week with Donald Trump versus sixteen-year-old girl with Down syndrome, aka the Times Person of the Year. <laughs> who will Who will win? Who will win? I just uh, I that is some that is some absurd thing I would just say, but that's an actual true statement. I'm not even lying. All right, right. That's so the world we live in. <laughs> let's Let's start with everyone's favorite Eagles quarterback, Mike Vick. He had a great run game. Yeah, he was. I was I, Mike, <laughs> the thing about Mike Vick was he was always in the wrong position. Like, why are you a quarterback? <laughs> is he too? Is he too small to be a running back? Nah, you can never be too small. That's a state of mind thing, dude. You gotta get out of that. Mm, but you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're, you're, you're the former. You're the former football. I've never stepped foot on the actual gridiron. Um, <laughs> not even pee wee. I didn't even play pee wee football. Dude, pee wee football. I. Uh... I didn't really understand, so I just kind of tackled everybody. <laughs> I, can just, I can just picture that. <laughs> All right, but but why is my, why is Michael Vick in the news? Um, so recently, I don't even know how recently this was. I've been kind of been seeing this floating around Facebook for the past few weeks. So I think now is a perfect time to talk about it. Mike Vick, um, and I saw a Medium article 
article titled, It's Time We Talk About America's Inability to Forgive Black Men. And that immediately caught my eye, not going to lie. Um, so I talk all the time about clickbaity headlines. I fell for it. <laughs> fell for it. Um, so Nash, give us, give us a little history lesson. Give us this uh, semi-hashtag Nash tag, because I'm sure everyone already knows it, but we're going to do it anyway. The history of Michael Vick's um, criminal past, if you will. Well, he was like setting up dog fights, wasn't he? Pit bulls, specifically. Pit bulls? Well, yeah, because those are big dogs. Those are good fighting dogs, I guess, because they're built. They're very muscular. I don't know too much about it. He was fighting dogs. <laughs> he was so, setting up a dog fighting ring. Like, <laughs> All right. So let, 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 let me go to the article then, Nash, because you're fucking useless. I mean, I love you. This, um, this is true. Former NFL quarterback Michael Vick was convicted of dogfighting in 2007. He served a 21 month in pr- uh, 21 months in prison, went bankrupt, and lost all of his endorsement deals. So essentially, yeah, he was known as the dogfighter. Um, and there was like this three weeks of ESPN. They didn't stop talking about it um, for good reason, obviously. This was totally newsworthy. Um, so recently, I believe he is going to be known as a um scumbaggery well that too but you know since he got out of prison he came back in the nfl and played for the eagles because he was no i said everyone's favorite eagles quarterback i met the falcons um because he was famous on the falcons came back played for the eagles had a few seasons and i since retired i'm 95 sure he retired years ago wait he came back and played after yeah he played for the eagles after uh, after he got out of jail so he went to jail in 2007 uh, okay. Served, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play he for the served Eagles, like he yeah. served like twenty months. He got out of jail early. I remember he got out early, but he was sentenced to twenty one months. Um, and then he went and played for the Eagles in I guess two thousand ten. And you know the whole controversy of should he be let should he be allowed back in the NFL? That was a, that was a big topic topic yeah. of debate back then. But the internet wasn't as prevalent and angry, and we didn't exist back then as a show. I mean, we all exist as people. Yeah, we, so we couldn't we talk about. You we weren't there <laughs> to do our public duty. <laughs> So um, he's being honored as a, an honorary thing, something that's somewhat the Pro Bowl, which no one watches anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, but people are very upset that Michael Vick is being shown in a positive light because of his past criminal record. So, Nash, I ask you, um, and we are going to touch upon this actual article and the points it brings up. Um, but first, I ask you, Nash, you know, he served his time. He paid his debt to society. Is it something that should still loom over his head for the rest of his life? No, I think that's a pretty good point because I would probably have to uh, point my finger more at how I think recently, like culturally, people have become super, super attached to dogs. Like, I'm not saying they weren't before. No, I it's, think people love I, dogs yeah. more than their own children. Yeah, I think, yeah, in recent years, the affection for dogs, because they're perfect, has just skyrocketed. And so I don't necessarily think so much that he's a black guy. I think that there's been a ridiculous rise praising dogs. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I do think a lot of that has to do with how sort of the perception of dogs has come about. Like, back then at the time of, you know, him fighting pit bulls. I bet it was when the Pipples had the, you know, people assume that they're just that kind of dog. They like to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pipples were always known as kind of like violent dogs, um, yeah. which 
which is is debatable. Um, I don't know anything about dogs or pit bulls, but that's just something I, I know is debatable. So I really I can't speak on that. I'm not gonna pretend that I know about that. Um, I hear from people that pit bulls are aggressive, but if they're well trained, you know, pit bulls can be the sweetest dogs. I've known plenty of pit bulls that are just absolutely amazing. Shout out to Boots. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And so now that we sort of people, I think society, especially American society at large, sort of removed that sort of fallacy towards dogs that dogs are more reflective of the people that own them. And I believe uh, animal cruelty has just been made a federal crime. Um, oh, not a hundred percent sure on that, but some kind of law was recently passed against animal cruelty. So, you know, people love animals as you should, you should love animals. You should love dogs. Dogs are fucking amazing. Um, and you shouldn't fight dogs like Michael Vick did. Um, and yes, I totally agree, Nash, you know, the past five years or so, if not a little more, dogs have become like the number one love thing in the country. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't do anything to a dog. And like, like yeah, that's dogs, good. I'm not, dogs are undefeated, dude. Like <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying like I disagree with that, but I'm saying like if I see like a burning building with orphan children and a burning building with puppies in it. I'm probably going to go save the orphans. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. But people would save the puppies. Yeah, everybody else would save the puppies. Like, right. Because, you know, he served his time. And that's sort of the big thing here that if you do have a bias towards dogs, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not hating on you, but, you know, yeah, people I, I, can I learn can't, from them, their mistakes. I, I can't say I don't understand why people are upset. I mean, like, I do. I get it. But. This is a situation where you got to take a step back. And I do believe if this was a white guy, it would be just as much backlash, just as much outrage. I, I do truly believe that, um, which is what we'll, we'll kind of talk and discuss in the actual article. Um, I think this article is actually very well written. I think it brings up a, very, a lot of good, very good points. But the one thing I will say, I would change the headline and kind of change the thesis, pretty much change the whole thing about it. It's time we talk about America's inability to forgive, period. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's a big issue. We, it's very hard for people to forgive people. Like, you have to be perfect all the time. And again, nothing excuses what Michael Vick did, but... Um, since in, in it's in the article, since he has been released from prison, um, he served 19 months, by the way, out of the 21 month sentence. Um, and let me, let me just read this. Yeah. Since his release, he has lobbied against dog fighting and animal cruelty. He's donated to various charities and spent a lot of his time speaking out against the ills of his past actions and what now can be done to stop it from continuing. It's, which is exactly what you want from a story like this, you know, remorse and attempting to right his wrongs. Yeah. He feels bad for what he does. Right. So and, he's an honorary Pro Bowl captain <clears throat> and people are saying that should not be happened. Which, you know, which, which I think <clears throat> is a little wrong. I, I think I think that's the I think that's the wrong way to look at a situation like this. Now, he, he definitely. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that is just sort of how I feel about it. Like. It's one thing to, you know, do something wrong and then like nothing happens and you just keep on keeping on. But like mm -hmm. he, he's he's <laughs> he's he's done the opposite. He's tried to make 
you know, tried to help the thing that he, you know, made that was bad. So. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Now, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you a bunch of people who signed this silly petition. Uh, this is from this is from Benjamin Watson at Benjamin S. Watson. I don't know if that's a football player or anything. I don't know if he's famous, but it's in this article. Mike Vick paid his debt 17 months in Leavenworth over a decade ago. The names on his petition are unaware or more likely unconcerned about justice and truth. And I guarantee you some people didn't even know he served prison a, de- a decade ago and was convicted of this because people are saying he should be in jail for the rest of his life or go back to jail, which – you can't do that. That's double jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> That's double jeopardy. We don't do that here at Trebek, all right? <laughs> yeah. So. No, I totally. It Just sort of bring up, you know, sort of an earlier point, because this is why, like, I'm sure we've talked about sort of my stance on pro athletes. Like, I don't think they should be praised. I really don't. They used don't, to not be like. I, I think it's if you want athletes to be your children's role model i think you're kind of missing the point of a role model yeah now it's okay for a child to idolize an athlete but is that the responsibility of the athlete you know yes and no inadvertently yes but directly no but no i agree athletes should not be held on a pedestal because children watch them yeah, because and things like this are going to happen. It's just sort of, I mean, a big problem really is like this happens with almost anybody that gets like sort of a lot of money or a lot of fame or something like that, like from zero to nothing, you know, that you don't know how to handle it, mm-hmm. which I mean, is almost true for anything. If you were a kid and you were given like a whole platter of cookies, <laughs> You're going to have a tummy ache in two and a half hours. <laughs> That's just a right. fact. Look at, look so, at Macaulay Calkin's life, all right? <laughs> Kid could not <laughs> handle it for the longest time. He's yeah, doing all right now, but for a while. And sort of like Antonio Brown, you know, sort of when at the end of his little, uh, what do you even call that? His episode, I guess. When he started just like just name dropping people that had done like worse things in the league that were actually like proven that they did and he hadn't even been like proven of what he was accused of yeah yeah it it really like sort of brings that point to the forefront where you can't raise these people up so high when you have terrible ones that haven't even faced any sort of repercussions for what they've done Mm -hmm. just because they have a huge fan base like uh, it's a tragedy really and yet here you have a guy who's actually served his time did what you're supposed to and now you don't want to like give him something that he deserves yeah and again he came back and played football like which i think see that that's kind of difficult because you know some people who have a, have a felony have very hard time getting a job which isn't yeah. right like I, I I do truly believe once you have served your time, your once you leave those prison walls, your your debt is paid, you get a clean slate, you get a second chance. And I know some people who have that mindset of once a criminal, always a criminal, they're inevitable they're gonna go back or revert to it eventually. I I I get that mindset because it happens time and time again. But 
I, well, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. That's not fair. <laughs> it's not a good way to I, yeah. look at things. I don't think it's a fair assumption to make because you can statistically look at it. And when, when we have, you know, a penal system that doesn't actually help people, it just punishes you. And like, yeah, of course, most people are going to end up back in it because they've they didn't really nothing was done to really alter their behavior. If anything, they became more aggressive. Or they have, you know, bigger issues because of the time that they served. And yet here you have somebody who actually served their time and is doing a lot better. Trying to prevent the thing that he did from happening like that. uh, It's annoying. Medium has a has a, a like a like a heading um, on their website for articles just surrounded around race. And that kind of bugs me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I can understand that, like some like racial crimes. Well, I mean, see, that is sort of a thing in the NFL. Like, I don't know the statistics. And I don't know the numbers on it, but do white players get away with more crimes than well, that Black that's players. kind of that that's kind of what's given in the article. So let me let me just, let me just read this paragraph real quick. Go for it. The the year is 2019. A known criminal has seen their day in court is thrust in the midst of a societal backlash on if their punishment is fair and just. There are some who say the guilt and tarnished legacy is enough, whereas others believe that there should be a harsher sentence for what the person did. I'm speaking, of course, about former Ohio cheerleader Brooks Schuyler Richardson, who is alleged to have given birth to a baby, buried it in her backyard, and later set it on fire. Also, her reputation wouldn't be ruined. She is found not guilty on the sentences of murder and manslaughter. Her reputation remains intact for those who care. She probably, she'll probably be able to move on, find a decent job, a nice husband. After all, she's only 20. We wouldn't want her whole life ruined over one draw, uh, over... One drawn out constant series of mistakes. She is still young and figuring it out. Now, that's all. That's a bold way to start your article. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if anyone will ever get over that. <laughs> I, I don't care what kind of person you no, are. Yeah, but but the argument she's making is that like, listen, this is a white girl who kind of got a get out of jail free card because she was young and dumb, which. This girl should be in prison for a very, very, very long time. Um, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments like that. Like she goes on to say, um, white America has no problem with lean seat to Caucasians for crimes, but they allege, be they allege or true. So why do they on some level ah gee comparison not extend to black men? Now, I bet if you look at the statistics, there is, you know, something that points to that. Um yeah, but you know that's. I think that's. It's. It's kind of hard to say, because again, if it's in this particular instance, if Mike Vick was white, I have no doubt in my mind that would be just as much, if not more, maybe not more, but just as much backlash and anger. Um. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think this specific example works well with race. I just think it's the fact that it's dogs. Yeah, and I, I get just, the point to this article is like, trying to make. Go ahead. To me, the example that pops to mind is like Ben Roethlisberger. Like he he's been accused of rape and sexual assault like twice, and like once it was like proven. I know one of them was like proven like for sure. So like, how is he walking around? <laughs> like how 
How is he? How, how is he allowed to sit on the bench? <laughs> Tom Brady kisses his son on the lips. All right, like with okay, Tom. That's, that's different. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean? Like, because there's like a, a about as concrete of example as you can get. Where here's a white guy that has definitely raped at least one person. Yeah, and he's just is fine. He. Nothing happens to him. I mean, I I will I will before we move on. I will post this article uh, this week as our source material, so people can people can read it. It's five minute read. It's definitely worth your time, but I will say this: be be objective because there is a lot of white bashing in this article, which you know some of it may be fair, but overall, I don't think like I have I have a genuine problem with this. It's too easy just to white bash on the news and in this society. Like it's time we talk about America's inability to forgive. Period. I think I think black it's men, too easy white to... men, uh Asian men, all men, and women and children, transgender. Like it's very hard for this society to forgive. And I think that's an issue, not just specifically to black men. I think, you know, it's easy to race bash anybody. That's sort of the issue with racism. It, it's very easy to do because it's not founded in any sort of logic. It's founded in a heavy opinion. Yeah, it probably isn't true. But so this you hear time and time again, race shouldn't matter. Race shouldn't matter. Like, why does it matter that he was black? Why does it matter that he was white? If that's the if that's the point that you're trying to push and that's the ideology you want to follow, why does Medium have a whole section of their website based just specifically on race? You can't say race shouldn't matter and then write a whole article out saying race is the only thing that matters here. Yeah, I understand. I understand how you'd be frustrated that hypocrisy there. I don't know if it's frustration. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. It's just to point out, like in this society in general. It's, it's another. Like I love putting out hypocrisy on the show, but because everyone's hypocrite. I've, I've, you can point to multiple yeah. times on this show where I myself have been uh, hip, 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 hypocrisy on my own points. <laughs> a hypocrite. <laughs> a hypocrite. Yes, I've been hypocrisized. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's I, that's just sort of human nature is hypocrisy. Like, yeah. you know, we try to be something, but we can't live up to our own expectations every time. It, it, it's it's an interesting thing to point out. So with that, let's move on uh, to hashtag uh, oh, at Gay Wonk Nash. He's back in the news. Oh, God. <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> Remember oh, him, Nash? Lord. Remember we covered this story? This goes back, if you want to find, okay, so before we get started, this is a follow-up story to a story we covered way back, episode T, T is for transgender, uh, is the episode title, I can't believe I actually <laughs> called it that. <laughs> it was the whole Steven Crowder versus Vox debate, uh, the whole lispy queer thing in the YouTube um, controversy and the, all that back and forth. So I will link to that episode again if you want to get a follow-up, some backstory to this story. But uh, months later, YouTube has announced new bullying and harassment policies that will prohibit implied threats and malicious insults based on a person's sexuality, race, or gender expression. 
If that sounds hard to judge, if that sounds hard to police, you're probably right. Under new policy, channels who show a pattern of harassing behavior by continuously making remarks that come close to violating the harassment policy could receive consequences. These changes come several months after a public controversy where former Vox host Carlos Maza accused conservative commentator Stephen Crowder, my man, of harassing him on his channel. <laughs> well, Don't show your bias too early. <laughs> no, no, I am, I am, I am a fan of Crowder. I agree with a lot of the things he says like he did a whole hour and a half thing on why thanksgiving isn't racist and god damn he kind of opened my eyes on some things but it's some things i really don't agree with him with um so yeah i am biased hypocrisy uh while crowder did re- repeatedly call maza names like quote i'm quoting here don't be mad at me let's be queer youtube said this was not a violation of their policy while many uh well many were not happy with youtube's new policy resulting in Quote, YouTube is over party, trending on Twitter. Some creators say they have always been impacted by the guidelines. So, Nash, overall thoughts on YouTube, um, a new policy that will prohibit implied threats and malicious insults based on a person's sexuality, race, or gender expression. Well, this is sort of a fundamental fear. This sort of regulation. This is kind of... uh, God, you're about to really see the history major in me come come out. This is sort of what the founding fathers kind of didn't want at all, because they thought, hey, we're adults. We can make our own decisions, right? Yeah, yeah, we should make our own decisions, because why is some king doing it who isn't even here? And so now in this modern age, I don't know why, but people love to just be like, we cannot control what we click on. We cannot decide what we listen to or hear so we have to have somebody a big brother party let's say somebody that owns all of our email addresses and something like that who can monitor everything that we watch and say that's just what it comes down to for me like if you don't want to watch it don't watch it i understand the big difference when it's like i don't know the leader of the clan posting something okay that guy probably shouldn't be posting things that's fair But when it's somebody who isn't necessarily like trying to incite that type of reaction that somebody who is a member of the clan would like, that's a huge difference. Because in sort of his explanation, because we covered the story a while ago, like Steven Crowder, he was playing. He was using words that he thought he was on equal level to use because that's how what was that guy's name? Carlos Mazda, he refers, that's what he refers Carlos to himself. Mazda. Like he, yeah. he, 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 he owns the fact that he's a gay Latino. He's very proud of that as he should be. Um, and as, and like, you know, his Twitter handle is still to this day, gay wonk. I checked. Um, so yeah, like it, I'm not going to say that opens the door for criticism because that's not fair. Like it's cause you are who you are is mean it opens the door for criticism, but like you're in that public sphere and like it, it is still fair game. And like he was doing it as a character, as a bit, as a comedy sketch, as you've heard us say in the previous show. But should that well, be see, banned I think it from does YouTube? Make, no, I don't think it should. And I do think that does make you fair game. Because if you're going to make a joke about yourself, that's usually, you know a good thing to do because it lets you sort of come to terms with something that maybe you're not that comfortable about. I do it all the time. I love exactly. laughing at myself. I love laughing at myself. Exactly. And that's kind of the reason why so many people do it. So if you're going to do that and then you're going to take offense when somebody else does it, uh, there's some hypocrisy right there. 
No, I can understand if it was somebody who's like trying to destroy like who is making fun of that identity purely because of that identity. But that's not what Crowder was doing. He was making fun of his opinions that he had stated that were on a different subject. Mm. And he's a comedy show. He's also a comedian. Exactly. He used that as a base punchline because guess what? Mazda had done the same thing. Mm. That's fair. All right. Um, And, you know, since that happened months ago, Crowder's channel from YouTube uh, has been demonetized, has not come back. If you watch any of his videos, he won't shut the fuck up about it. Um, He has has released like a response to all this. So let's actually go actually to the guidelines in what words from YouTube. So in a in a Wednesday, this is last Wednesday blog post, the company announced it was tightening the rules in regards to its bullying and harassment guidelines. Now, this bullying and harassment online, like you know, cyberbullying's a real thing. I'm not I'm just gonna say it straight up, but it's so easy to avoid in certain circumstances by just by blocking hey, how someone. Are, how are you how are you taught how to avoid it? <laughs> I don't think I was. I is I is you, you weren't you weren't in like middle school or high school. You weren't taught to just turn it off or step away. <laughs> Probably I don't remember, dude. Uh, dude, these rules I can't come- tell you how many times we told that. <laughs> All right, so here's a quote from the uh, the uh, YouTube quote: "Harassment hurts our community by making people less inclined to share their opinions and engage with each other." Um, we heard this time and. Time and again, for from creators, including those who met us with, who met with us during the development of this policy update, the company's first major change change aims to take quote a stronger stance against threats and personal attacks. YouTube's guidelines previously said videos with explicit threats in them would have actions taken against them, and its new policy extends that would include videos veiled or implied threats. Now that sounds like a slippery slope, veiled or implied. <laughs> that sounds like a mudslide, <laughs> right? So, like, right, so for an example, like Mazda, Mazda got doxxed, right? Saying, um, "Debate Stephen Crowder." Now yeah. Crowder did not directly say to do this. He did not like command his followers to dox someone, and he came out and said multiple times that doxing is wrong, which of course it is. Now, could that be possible that? It was an implied thing to do. That sounds like a matter of opinion and very hard to prove. Yep. That's exactly what it sounds like. And that's why the founding fathers <laughs> didn't want securities like that to be in existence because you can decide whether you are a public figure or not most of the time. I'll admit, yeah, sometimes you can't. You're just kind of there. But both of these people that, you know, the story is about, they have both decided to become public figures, to put videos and write articles about what they believe. And it's kind of ridiculous if you think that one of them should have more protection than the other. Mm. Especially when it comes to speech. Yeah, especially when it comes to speech. Especially when it comes to like veiled or implied threats, like that could be anything. Mm-hmm. Nash, hope we don't put content up on YouTube, which we're gonna try to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna try to put things on YouTube, but I hope I, I hope I last long enough. Well, here's also a thing. So, 
this this policy has been put into place. Now, if you have past videos that are now breaking this policy and they were posted before the policy was even enacted, you can still get strikes and get taken down and banned from YouTube. But I, I remember when we talked about this in the other episode, a big thing was like they're already starting to remove like just historical documents, like like videos of like Hitler giving speeches. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's just like knowledge. That's something everybody should see. Mm-hmm. It's historic. Because you, you should you should know how these things have. You should know how, you know, a cynical dictator takes over. You should know what it looks like when things are about to get really, really bad, because that's how they talk. That's what they say. There's an example of it. Mm-hmm. So, so moving on, on, on top of threatening someone, this will cover demeaning language that YouTube feels crosses the line. This will include, quote, content that maliciously insults someone based on protected attributes such as their race, gender, expression, or sexual orientation. YouTube also addressed consequences of, quote, pattern of harassing behavior. The company's post says that creators find that harassment sometimes stemmed from remarks repeatedly made over the course of a series of videos or comments. So they're going to regulate your comments as well. Even though these individual videos or comments may not directly violate YouTube's policy on their own, the company still has a plan to combat this. Quote, channels that repeatedly brush up against our harassment policy will be suspended from YouTube's partner program, eliminating them from the ability to make money on YouTube. Like, it's... It's too much power for YouTube to have. And YouTube is essentially saying, we're going to take it case by case and make our own assumption, whether you like this it or is, not. This is the thing, because it's a ridiculous double standard, because what happens to YouTube if they fail to do this? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing happens to them. They say, oh, sorry, we missed it. Yeah. Or they say, OK, we'll change our policy. And then three weeks later, three months later, this is what happens. Yep. If anybody was actually held responsible at YouTube for letting things that are actually harmful, like maybe it would be important, but it's not. It's just like, okay, we're going to protect some viewers by spoon feeding them the material they want. and We're not going to let them see anything different. Well, we're we're also going to get to Maz's response, which he actually had a very smart response and he hit the nail right on the head, but we'll get to that in a second. YouTube clarified that these changes would also apply to platforms comment section. Quote, uh, when we're not sure a comment violates our policies, but it seems potentially inappropriate, we give creators the option to review it before it's posted on their channel. In the early stages of the rollout, YouTube saw a 75% reduction in user flags of comments. Most creators now have this setting, but can opt opt out if it if opt out of it if they would like. They can also ignore the held comments. We quote, we expect there will continue to be a healthy debates over some of these decisions. We have appeals process take place where creators believe we've made the wrong call on video, on a video, the company said. So here's what can actually happen because there have been um, a lot of things, especially Crowder, where um, they, they go to YouTube and say, hey, why was this taken down? What they said you broke our policies. Well, which ones? And YouTube just doesn't respond. They don't tell them which rules they've broken, right? So YouTube kind of has this power over their creators, especially with something like this. If YouTube wants to silence a voice for any reason, they can do that. And we have seen this happen time and time again, like you said, with like the Hitler speeches. Um, isn't something that should be taken down because of its historical importance. Um, and someone like Crowder, 
can be silenced or other conservative voices, specifically just because they're conservative and someone doesn't like that or because someone's pro-Trump or because someone's pro-Dan Crenshaw or because someone's pro-Fox News, someone's pro-Hannity, someone's pro-whatever. Like YouTube should not have that power to say what is and isn't right on a public platform. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredibly dangerous. And I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to hear this bullshit argument. YouTube's a company can do whatever you want, which is why I ask the question, how much of society is made up of the internet? And when Nash, you said 95% of it. So if yeah. people, if people genuinely think that way, you can't say a public platform like YouTube can have private company rules. You can't have it both ways. You can't fuck a 10 and cheat on a two. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, statistically, <laughs> men men usually cheat on women that are less attractive than their committed partner. Oh, that's funny. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it's apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but like, dude, you you but YouTube is just. I think they're kind of doing this for for PR reasons. They're just like, well, you know, yeah, of course, they're, they're covering they're covering their tracks and. It just kind of sounds like something that you'd see in The Giver. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like well, the thing is, like, so much of this, I feel like the biggest thing we should worry about is like sort of violence, and that's not like, like, what if you? Okay, so I bet there are tons of video, like how-to videos on YouTube. Well, absolutely. Thank God. How many of those have incorrect steps or techniques, methods that actually make it more dangerous if you do it that way? I bet I would countless. I bet. They're not going to monitor that. I feel like that's more readily important than monitoring, you know, speech. (laughs) Like, Like how to change your own oil and the car falls on the guy. Exactly. Like, what if somebody <laughs> mislabels? What if somebody mislabels the video? Something like that. It's a wrong model. That's, that's a simple mistake. And I bet people like, can you sue them? Can you sue YouTube for not doing what they said they would do? You can try. Like, what? What is that? Well, you, no one's gonna sue YouTube because YouTube has more money, or Google has more money. Yeah. But yeah, this this whole policy is it, it, it is it seems impossible to enforce because uh, enforcing speech is one of the hardest things to do in this country. It's something so impossible that I'm bringing them up again. The founding fathers didn't even want to fool with it. <laughs> that's that's why it's number one. Yeah. Because you should be allowed to say what you want, because sometimes the truth hurts, kids, ladies and gentlemen, boys the and truth girls. Is, the, the truth is supposed to hurt. I'm not going to say the truth hurts. The truth is supposed to hurt sometimes. It's supposed to. Yeah, hurt. It, doesn't all, it doesn't always hurt, but that's sort of, you can usually expect it to, because it's a hard reality. Like, like, let me ask you this, Nash. Is it possible to enforce rules like this in in real life? Like, speaking it out loud, not typing it on the internet. Is it possible? No, you can't. You can't police things like that. So, why is it okay on the internet? 
your guess is as good as mine. Enough enough people got upset. And again, I think it's fair to say that the internet is a public, like most of the internet, specifically social media, is a public forum. It acts as the, it ha- the, the, it ha- oh yeah, definitely the Times Square. <laughs> it's like you people. I think most people would agree with that statement. So you have to apply the same rules. Yeah, because like, yeah, and. <sighs> Like, I, because I think when we, because, you know, me and you, we sort of are the ones who grew, were the generation grew up with the internet. Thank and God. And when, you know, people were first, you know, talking about, talking on it, when we were first interacting with it, it was people making just the most degrading, outrageous, ridiculous comments ever. Like, that's what the bullying was. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't something like Doc so and so because they don't like, poodles or something like that but now it's sort of it is a it's a aggressive political tool yeah i don't enjoy that and whereas it's 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 the uh, it's the it's a sign of the times we live in soft times create soft people yeah and i guarantee usually what would happen here is that some other video company is gonna come out with essentially the same thing and people are going to gravitate more towards that. Well, let's but hope it's, it's us. It's sort of hard to because monopolization. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> let's, let's productions, ambiguous productions, baby. You want to make video content and say ridiculous shit? Welcome aboard. <laughs> so we'll Car- let you. <laughs> so Carlos, Carlos Maza at Gay Wonk had this reaction on Twitter. I still love his thing as Gay Wonk. I think it's hilarious. Uh, he says, my reaction to YouTube's policy announcement is extreme skepticism, which I think is very fair. One, quote, malicious insults, end quote, were already published under YouTube's anti-hate and anti-harassment policies. YouTube rolls out policies like this to distract reporters from the real story, YouTube's, YouTube's non-enforcement. I think that's a fair point. You know, that's a kind huge- of- so here's a point. Yeah, they're, they're kind of just rewording their just own policy. <laughs> yeah, right? So number, number two, YouTube makes exceptions for popular creators like Crowder, even when moderators flag their clear rule breaking. Um, I don't buy that. That YouTube would make you exceptions for a popular channel. Because Crowder, specifically Crowder, because he's already demonetized. They're, YouTube is doing everything. I feel like YouTube is, from Crowder's perspective, this is from his videos, his perspective, YouTube is doing everything they can do to silence him, but they know they can't because they don't have the law on their side. Yeah. So I don't necessarily buy that. Now, would, like, would YouTube favor like a PewDiePie because he's like the number one? Maybe. It's possible because he brings them so much money. Possibly. But. Yeah. But I mean. YouTube YouTube doesn't really sort of last on that type of consistency because you've got somebody who's in the top seat that's different every like six months. Yeah, that's also true. But every also- 500 million videos, you've got somebody who's on top. So I don't think they really need to try to defend anybody because they're going to get new talent for free. Yeah. Someone else is going to be right behind them. They're going to find another Justin Bieber and bada bing, bada boom. You, I'm glad you mentioned free platform. That's what Mazda brings up next. 
Demont- <laughs> he says, quote, demonetization does not work on YouTube. It never has. People like Crowder make money through merch sales and direct donations, not AdSense, which is true. If you watch Cloud Crowder's video, you won't shut the fuck up about Mug Club. He literally, that's how he makes money through um, monthly subscriptions that he peddles on YouTube um, to keep them afloat. And YouTube is a free platform. As long as YouTube gives them a free platform to find new customers, they'll keep breaking the rules. Demonetization doesn't work. Uh, too lazy didn't read. YouTube loves to manage PR crises by rolling out vague content policy that don't actually enforce, which is a hundred percent true. That is exactly what they're doing. You know what? But you know why they're doing it? They're doing it because it's impossible to enforce. So they're saving face. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't understand the need for them to even change the policy. Mm-hmm. You know, because the policy they had earlier was pretty. It was you know pretty you know fair like don't be malicious don't incite violence and his his don't final bully. point his final point these policies only work if youtube is willing to take down its most popular rule breakers and there's no reason so far to believe that it is well see so i think he's misguided i think like you know maza i don't know the guy um but from what i can see from his gay wong twitter you know he clearly has harsh feelings towards crowder which you know may even be fair he attacked his character you know, so his his bias and his harshness is warranted at that. But he's not looking at this logically. I think he's looking at this emotionally, which I think most people look at the world through emotions, myself included. I look at the world through emo- emotions all the time. Just not when it comes to actual society and politics or when it comes to relationships. That's a story for another day. Um, but like, I, it's just like he has good points. For the wrong reasons. Hmm. Yeah. I think, uh... Like, what he's saying is right. He Like, what he's saying is right, but it's not protecting someone like Steven Crowder. YouTube doesn't... They're not buddy-buddy with Steven Crowder and against Carlos Maza. It's the exact opposite. It's YouTube is buddy-buddy with YouTube and trying to save face... Because they're a billion-dollar company owned by Google. Yeah, and honestly, like, if YouTube... You're right that they, YouTube has an impossible job there to monitor all these videos. They can't do... They can't possibly do that. It's like seven hours they're, of contents uploaded to YouTube every minute. Something ridiculous like that. It's impossible yeah, to monitor everything. It's fucking impossible. You don't have... And then they've got so much gray area with these rules. Well, his that's his sort of his major point, you know? If this was banned based off of the original policies, that's the thing, though. If YouTube probably would have appeased everybody if they just like, I don't know, banned him for like a month. Remember, they did probably ban him and then they, they like they banned him, then they unbanned him. After like a yeah, few days, th- their initial reaction was they didn't do anything. <laughs> As they shouldn't. All right. Like. As you said earlier, everyone's an adult here. If you can't handle bullying on the internet, if it ruins your day that much, don't be on the internet. And I am fully aware. Else. I am fully aware <laughs> that I am opening the floodgates for people to make fun of me. I fully invite it. I can't wait to read it. I'll probably agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's, that's like when, that's, when we eventually get that big. That's something we're gonna have to deal with. People, you know. People calling me alt right. 
which is why, like, you know, people people called me right wing. That's why I episode like two weeks ago, I swear to God, I'm not right wing. <laughs> that's why that's why I called that because someone was like, yo, I think you're pretty right wing. I'm like, I'm not right wing. I didn't like I didn't I didn't I didn't like cry to myself and say take that down. I was just like, I wrote with the punches. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I think because we can rationalize it. Well, what's their opinion based off of? What you said. So what did you do? You said something else. <laughs> you right? clarified. Like, like it's it's like when people say Joe Rogan's an alt right uh, shrill, and he he says repeatedly on his podcast, "I'm as far left as you can be, except when it comes to guns." And it's just hilarious. So I can't wait till we get that hate mail, uh, and then I read it on air. I can't wait. Bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, if you're going to be somebody in the public sphere like this, you. You're a target, like that's especially that's if you're covering what you politics. Sign up for. You're yeah, covering you sign politics, up for. and your political videos are trying or are solely focused to point out how flawed and how silly and stupid Republicans are. You don't think a Republican person is going to try and counter you? Yeah, and he's a and comedian. He's not making. A, he's not making make fun of who you are for a sake of comedy. We're kind of going back into the, the second episode again, but like this, well, it's sort this of, it, 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 it bleeds. It bleeds into the impossible job YouTube has, and they have to kind of have these yeah. robot algorithms trying to determine human intent, which, as far as I know, is technologically very hard or impossible. Definitely on the impossible side. It's. I just don't know, like. How do you, you know, how do you win in this circumstance? Like, is it, is the world better off because YouTube did this? I I don't think so. Like, do you look like your point was sort of accepted or people understand you better? No, it doesn't because of what you just said. Like, no, everybody just sort of lost right here. Mm hmm. Everybody lost. No, it's, nobody it's, got. Nobody got better because this happened. But okay, I nothing's think, gonna I think happen it's, because it's, some it's, it's people are gonna feel better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soft times make soft people. So our last story involves a soft person because he's pudgy and fat. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and the other one's God. Donald Trump. I'm just kidding. The other one's Gunnar Turnberg. Um, <laughs> So 16, we haven't talked about her at all on this show, which actually surprises me because I, I, I didn't really want to talk about her that much. Cause I didn't, I don't know. There wasn't, was anybody was, mad at her for like, <laughs> people were, people, we will, we will talk people about were actually, mad? Why? Like, that's pretty, like, people, even if it wasn't about the environment, it's still a pretty badass thing to do. Like, remember, remember, remember in the lost archives now, she talked about the, uh, the Covington kids and everyone was shitting on the kid. Yeah, it's the exact same thing essentially. Everyone's shitting on oh, this kid. Man. It, oh, like, man, not everybody. Most people are praising, as you should. Um, I praise Gunnar Turnberg. I have no problem with her being named Time Person of the Year. She didn't really do anything, but I she's I she's way braver at the sixteen than I was. You know, I I I'm not gonna be a person who bashes Greta Turnberg. Um, she's a sixteen year old child with Down syndrome or some mental disability. I think it's Down syndrome. Um, 
and she's dude, fighting for a cause sure? she believes in. Dude, are you sure? You can't just say Down syndrome, man. I'm pretty sure it's Down syndrome. <laughs> You're googling it. <laughs> are you sure it's not autism? Uh, Asperger's. Asperger's. Okay. All right. Asperger's. I'm sorry. Asperger's. Don't As- <laughs> be saying people have Downs when they don't have Down syndrome. Her Asperger's syndrome, and she refers to it as her superpower. Now, obviously, she became public eye when she went and talked. She yelled at the UN um, and gave that very incredibly powerful speech, um, which pretty much got her probably this award, mainly, because and, you know she's fighting yeah. for the environment, which... If you think global warming's fake, oh, come on the show, please. I beg you. Um, <laughs> but she was named Time Person of the Year um, for her work on her. Oh, and Donald Trump, of course, posted a tweet saying a teen must, quote, work on her anger management problem. The president of the United States, Nash, this is the second time he has trolled. Dude. A 16-year-old child with Asperger's. Dude. So on last Wednesday, Turnberg was named She's not even Time- running against him. Nope. was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year after earning international attention for calling on leaders to combat climate crisis. Um, so, Nash, what do you think of her winning Person of the Year? I think, well, my opinion on Time's person of the year is just who cares first off like what? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry like it's good i'm glad she got it because it's more recognition you know in this specific instance but in large like who cares <laughs> i'm sorry so th- this th- this this i agree who cares it's time person of the year leadership. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, you know what I said a few weeks ago, uh, take the W <laughs> don't complain about this. This just shut up and take the win. Yeah. I should probably be focusing on that right now because you know, she is raising, I guess, awareness. She's like a charity who only raises, she's like the Susan G. Komen foundation. All she does is raise awareness, not really research or anything. Um, so in essence, she doesn't really do anything. Is there any more need for research? Like, is that like, let's be honest about it. Is there, do you need more research? I don't need more evidence. I don't need more evidence. I need more action. All right. So I don't exactly. I don't need more people saying, Hey, we need to take action. I need more action. Right. Which is the same thing as Susan G. Komen. I don't need to know that breast cancer is real. I need research to be done. to Stop it from being real. Right. That's the kind of thing. So that's my only gripe against her. Other than that, totally deserving. Definitely glad she exists. Definitely glad she is speaking up for something she believes in. And it's better that she's doing this than doing nothing. So props to her. Um, but like there is there's this there's this 23-year-old kid who is literally doing what I just said. He has this machine, he has this like machine that can sweep through the ocean. And just like clean up a bunch of plastic or like break it down or do something involved in cleaning the ocean with plastic. <laughs> and he was on he was on Rogan's podcast like a year or two ago. And, you know, something like him doesn't get recognized at all. Whereas Greta Turnberg yells at the UN. And she gets all the praise. It's just like 
two and two don't make you bad. I have four here. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I wish the kid that you know was doing something got more recognition. But yeah, so it's not, it's not really a dig on her. It's more of a dig on everyone else for ignoring someone who's actually doing something to help, as opposed to saying yeah. you should help. But we go to Trump. Quote. So ridiculous. <laughs> Greta must work on her anger management problem. Uh, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. What? <laughs> How do you... Oh, God. The, honor, the, the president <laughs> of the United Chill, States of America Chill. tweeted at a 16-year-old girl... With Asperger's, chill. Classic. Like what what else can I say to <laughs> can, can we impeach him for that? <laughs> like Oh no, man. Like, oh my gosh, dude. That is uh like whenever say uh, whenever 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 someone says Trump is a bad president and he is not good for the country, this is a prime example. Yeah, this is the PR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but like we you, get you it. insulted a child. <laughs> He's an asshole. He's a fucking <sighs> asshole. But you know what? Chill, Greta, chill. The oh world is. Full of assholes, man. The world's full of them. Greta, Greta turned like this. The last time he did something like this, Greta did the exact same thing. So you know what Greta did? Nash. She changed her Twitter bio, her Twitter bio to quote a teenager working on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old fashioned movie with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why she deserves to win Time Person of the Year. This chick is a badass. Yeah, right. That, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> give, give her the award. That's the second time she did that. That's hysterical. Uh, so Nash, what do you what are, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Dude, why? Like, why? Like, it's it's things we've all heard before. Like, why is he even involved in that? You know, because he thought he was gonna win. Exactly, you can't win that. You're Dude, fighting do you know, a teenager at, at the internet. Th- there's there's a story on the internet. I don't know if this is real or not, but that Trump has a fake Time Person of the Year like magazine cover hanging in the White House of it's him on it. I, was you know, he ever time man of the year? Uh, maybe. Hey, Google, was Donald Trump ever time person of the year? Sorry, I don't understand. Google Google refuses to answer anything. Hey, Google, when's yeah, Donald Trump's say, birthday? I think he used hate speech. Donald Trump was born on June nope, 15, 1946. You can know when his birthday is, so that's on hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna say I don't know, and I don't care to look it up. Um, but yeah, so Trump is facing backlash because he trolled a child again. Like, does it change anything, or you know what I mean? Like, what? It, what? The outcome it's, of it, that it's, is it's 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 just changes. It's just another moment of oh, God damn it. It's only it's only even like at this point now. I don't even feel like mentioning. The hypocrisy of the the lady, first lady Melania Trump, saying like, you know, don't use kids as a ploy in politics, 
And a few days oh, later. Oh, yeah, that's what this story's about. <laughs> yeah. And like many of the critics also point out that Trump's aggressive rhetoric goes against the First Lady's Be Best initiative, which focuses on the well being of youth and advocates against cyberbullying. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's oh my like, god. Your wife has this whole nonprofit called Be Best, where it focuses on the well-being of youth and advocates against cyberbullying. And then a few they days bounce each later, other out, man. <laughs> they bounce each other out. Oh God. All right. So let's go to let's go to Twitter. Let's go to the comments. Journey <laughs> let's to the get comments. Deeper in there. <laughs> let's let's see what the people have to say. Oh, this is good. Okay. This is from, I don't know how that got, Aria Kovler, at Aria Kovler, A-R-I-E-H-K-O-V-L-E-R. Remember when making a joke about a child was the worst possible sin in American politics? That was a week ago. <laughs> Referring to Melania's tweet. <laughs> um, we have Jennifer Guntner, at Dr. Jen Guntner. Hashtag be best and at First Lady of the United States, Flotus. You might want to have a discussion with your husband about treatment of children in public. I think that's a passion of yours. No. Ooh. <laughs> that was funny. Got that him. was a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> On the left, a Trump tweet. On the right, from the hashtag be best website, it's their mission <laughs> statement. <laughs> That's from when children Sabrina learn positive Ware. online behaviors early on. Social media can be used in productive ways and can affect positive change. Mrs. Trump believes that children should be both seen and heard, and is our responsibility as adults to educate and reinforce to them when they are using their voices, whether verbally or online. They must choose their words wisely and speak with respect and compassion. So ridiculous, Greta. Must work on her anger management problem. <laughs> then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. Uh, fortunately, Trump is a very, very stable genius without any, any anger management problem. This is pictures of him being angry. This is from yeah. Mathis Fleming at Matt Flam. Two M's. <laughs> All right, Nash. That is our show. Any final thoughts on anything going on this week? Or last week, I should say. Oh, last week. What happened last week? I don't know. Be nice to each other. Hashtag be best. Hashtag be best. Oh. <laughs> so Nash, like, Nash, I gotta think of what to call this episode. I want to call it Gay Wonk, at Gay Wonk. Or do I want to call it Trump v. Child? I, I, I kind of like the child thing. Trump v. Child. It's kind of okay. funny. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to episode number 25 of the You Mad Bro podcast. Trump v. Child. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. 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 With a vengeance. <laughs> Revenge of the child. <laughs> if you like what you've heard here and you want to hear more, Make sure you go to ambiguousproduction.com, go to the podcast network tab, go to You Mad Bro, and go to find all the other episodes, including episode two, the T is for transgender, to get all the backstory on the Stephen Crowder and Carlos Maza saga. And of course, find this podcast anywhere every podcast can be found at You Mad Bro Pod on Instagram, You Mad Bro Podcast on Facebook, um, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, it is there. Nash, are you going to talk about Star Wars next week? 
Yeah, yeah, Star. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Because you good, know, because you know, people are gonna be mad about that. But Nash, I have one question for yeah, you before we go. What was your first band uh, name? My first band name? Did you, were you ever in a band? No, I have no musical talent whatsoever. All right, so if you were if you were in a band, what would you call your first band name? Uh, Nash Potato is easy. Nash Potatoes. That is amazing. Can we call the episode Nash Potatoes instead? <laughs> yeah, why not? So we'll be back next it's not week. Like my band's August. gonna get upset. <laughs>